Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and boy, do we have a show for you today. We have, we're talking about the movie The Jungle Book, Ratchet and Clank, Lily's Driftwood Bay, and Little Prince, The Planet of the Bamalolis. Hmm, very strange name. But we're going to start out the show with talking to Ryan and Triana about the highly anticipated Jungle Book. Happy to have you guys on the show. So, um, Ryan, let's start off with you. What were your first impressions with this film? Well, my first impression of this film was that it was going to be, I guess, a remake of the original Jungle Book, and I was really excited for seeing that. And was it, did, did it meet your expectations? It did meet my expectations, but it kind of didn't stick to the original because I remember one of the characters, King Louie, like, from the original, he's very small, but in this one, he's huge, and in some scenes, it was very intense, and I was surprised this was a PG film because there were many intense scenes and some of them made me jump so some were good and some were bad a very giant orangutan of Christopher Walken that is pretty intense I would agree with you there now Triana what did you think about this film I really enjoyed it I thought it was really amazing I really just loved the entertainment how everything went and it kind of related to the book a little bit but I'm not really into the jungle book that much but other than that I thought it was Awesome. Yes, Disney seems to be doing this thing where it's remaking a lot of its classic stories, but live action. And, I mean, my point of view on it is, as I'm excited for it, especially with Cinderella that came out, they add a modern twist to it, and it's pretty much giving the stories to a uh, more modern generation, which is fantastic, and they do stay true to the stories from what I've seen so far, but... What do you guys think about Disney do remaking the stories that have been told, but live action? Um, Ryan, I'll start with you. What I think about the remaking is, like, I think it's just making, like, showing, I guess, the, the originals to the younger and, like, younger genera- generations and new ones. And I guess, I don't know, like, maybe making it, I don't know, more entertaining for others. Certainly. Uh, Triana, what about you? I think it kind of related. I, it just The movie really just made me want to read Jungle Book again and get more into Jungle Book because I just really, just really enjoyed the movie like so much. Certainly. Now, I will have to say that when I first saw the trailer, I was kind of like, I wasn't very much impressed. I mean, it's Jungle Book. Like, it wasn't my favorite Disney film growing up. I mean, I remember the bare necessities, of course, but it just, compared to... Disney's giant library of films. I'm like, really? We're remaking Jungle Book out of all the films you could have remade? <coughs> Mulan or <coughs> Little Mermaid. But from what I'm seeing with the new trailers and the clips I've su- I've seen, I I'm blown away by the both the effects and the army, the the the, the cast. I mean, army. Well, every film takes an army, but this humongous cast. So let's talk about the voice acting in this film. Um, Ryan, what did you think about them? The voice acting, I would have to say, was pretty good. I remember Scarlett Johansson. It was as her playing Ka. She was pretty good. I like how they used the voice editing and made her voice have an echo. Christopher Walken, I felt like in Matt, like it was great acting for him to play King Louie and... I remember he, he sang a song. It was, like, pretty good and entertaining and, like, funny at the same time. Bill Murray, I believe, played Baloo. He was pretty good. It was very funny. His acting, that's an example of acting in this film. Wait, this film does bring back the music? This is actually a musical? No, not really, because... Okay. No, because, like, a musical... It's like, it always has music every, I guess, like, five minutes is not necessary. In this one, there's, like, four songs, and that's pretty much it. There's not, like, everyone sings in this. Oh, so, okay. Well, I'm a bit surprised. I didn't think, I thought it was going to be, like, a, a totally, a film that had no music whatsoever, but four songs. I mean, oh, do the characters sing these songs? I'm curious, actually. The characters, I believe, that sing songs would be... Not all the characters sing songs. I know that Christopher Walken, Scarlett Johansson, Baloo, and Mowgli sing Bare Necessities. Mowgli and Baloo sing that. 
Scarlett Johansson sings Trust Me and uh, Christopher Walken, I forgot what song he sang. I'm not sure. I remember like what it was about. I don't. I'm not sure what the last one was. I'm definitely surprised. I didn't think it was a musical. So another thing that kind of get me intrigued about this film. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host Keith Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Lily's Driftwood Bay by N Circle Entertainment. We're also gonna be talking about. We're also gonna be talking about the films Ratchet and Clank, Little Prince, and the Planet of the Balamas. So we're gonna continue our discussion about Jungle Book with Trion and Ryan. So. Uh, Triana, what did you think about the voice acting in this film? Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty hilarious because I think the voice acting made the characters like seem more like real, like or more like realistic, even though they're not. So I really just loved it, and I think they went very well together. Like the voices in the film, they just kind of like matched each other for each different part of each scene. Agreed. I mean. Idris Ipla as Shere Khan. I saw a clip, and he's got the booming voice. It's just so, like, I wouldn't say cringe. It just makes you just, like, goosebumps come up on, like, the hairs of your arms. It's just like, oh, it just, you're, you're freaked out by it. And, of course, Ben Kingsley, I love him so much. And let's talk about the introduction of a new actor, and this is first appearance in film, Neil Sethi. Sethi? I believe that's how you pronounce it. Who plays Mowgli? What did you think about his acting in this film? Because he he's pretty much by himself with, unless the acting by himself because he's all CGI character. Ryan, I I would say his acting was pretty great for his first time in doing a featured film. He did a pretty good job. I love the uh, how he acted. I love how I I love how he wasn't really I guess. He wasn't, like, being a robot voice. He had great acting. He had good emotions. Like, you can tell if he was happy or sad. But, like, he did a pretty good job playing as Mowgli. And what about you, Ariana? I think that character, I think he did an amazing job. I think because, I think because he's, like, so young, I think this was pretty awesome for his first time acting. So I really just enjoyed him being Mowgli in this film. And I think really nobody really probably could have did it better. I think it just fit him the looks. Like, just everything. And he would just seem, like, so determined. And what a film to start out with. It's a, it's, a lot of people seem to be enjoying it. It's a really blockbuster film. So let's talk about another amazing quality from what looks of the film is the cinematography and the locations, uh, the beautiful jungle locations. Uh, Triana, I'll start with you about what you thought about that. I really, I really, I really made me more into the film. I mean, I was actually just hanging on the end of my seat because of like the location and stuff i just really enjoyed it like the theme was so amazing and it just seemed so real especially with the 3d dimensional thing like i just i don't know it just was so awesome and i just really enjoyed the whole movie and everything about it and um i actually want to bring up uh, another question here since disney is remaking live action uh, me- making re- live action versions of stories they've they've told or, like disney stories they've told what do you two, what is a film that you want to see a live-action remake of, Ryan? This is a very tricky question because there are, like, so many films that you can make into live-action. Maybe... Specifically the Disney films, I, I will add. Okay. Well, I think it would be probably... my Mine would be, like, probably, like, Mulan because I could just imagine it being a live-action film or... Yeah, I guess I could... Yeah, Mulan could be one. That's what I'm thinking of. That could be a live-action film. Definitely. I like that idea. Triana, what do you think? I'm probably going to go, like, with one of the princess movies, but it'll probably have to be, like... I think I would want Beauty and the Beast. That They actually are making remaking that one. They're actually going to be doing that soon, and I'm very excited, because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I would love to see that. That movie is really... I mean, that, that book is so awesome in the play. So, not only is that a great idea, but, hey, they already started making it. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Two great minds think alike, the industry and you. Look at that. Right. Well, no, I totally agree. I want to see Beauty and the Beast. I'm very excited for Mulan, definitely. I don't know. I would like to see Little Mermaid. I don't know how they're going to do that. That's a, That would be a pretty hard film to make because a lot of it is underwater scenes. But who knows? Maybe Disney will uh, get their creative minds together and create some un- more wonderful films. But with the right. film we got, I am very ha- I'm happy that you guys really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for talking about Jungle Book. Oh, by the way, how many stars would you give this, Ryan? 
I would give this four out of five stars. And uh, Triana, what would be the age range for this film? I think it should be the ages from six to 18. Well, for everyone who wants to go check it out, please go see it. It is in theaters now. So you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper C. Belaysley, and this show is sponsored by Lily's Driftwood Bay by N Circle Entertainment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking to the musician, Hap Palmer. It was a wonderful interview by Brianna. We're also going to be talking about The Jungle Book, but right now we're talking with Ryan and Morgan about Albert Up, Up, and Away, this animated feature film. It looks absolutely amazing. So, Morgan, let's talk about your first impressions with this film. Okay, well, I really thought this film was really adorable. And I actually learned a couple of new words, like cheeky, which I really like is my new favorite word. I'm using it like almost every day. And I think it was really cute. And I really like the animation because it showed a lot of detail. And you barely see that in animation, which I really do like. And I was like, yay, I'm really happy about that. And I really liked the storyline as well and the characters. And it was really funny. And it had vaudeville comedy in it. I thought it was funny because I was, like, shouting, don't do it. And I was yelling at the villains, boo, and shouting for the hero. Vaudeville comedy in it. I'm, I'm very surprised that we know what vaudeville is. That's fantastic. Okay. Classic comedy in there. Ryan, what did you think of the film? Well, what I thought of the film was, I thought of it as a perfect film for little kids. I like the animations. I also love the story. 
Same thing as what Morgan said. The animations were great. And the comedy was good as well. Uh, you mentioned you liked the story. Uh, what aspects of the story did you like, Brian? Well, I liked how... I always love the beginning of movies. I love how it tells the character's ba- background and gives the person who's watching this an idea of what's this movie going to be about. Certainly, that's a very important aspect of film, making sure you know your characters and set them up on their adventure, which... This film does so like this. Our main character goes on a great adventure of becoming a balloon captain. That's absolutely, yes, it's fun. I mean, the imagination of a child wanting to become a balloon captain, that sounds like an adorable story. Now, Morgan, you talked about the vaudeville comedy. So uh, what particular scenes in this film that you found the funniest? Well, one of my favorite scenes was when the villains and them, like, just met each other and they were, like, fighting of who was going to go and steal the diamond. And then these two little boys just show out of nowhere, and they're like, hey, they're perfect, let's go and take them. And they're like, okay, and Albert, I get this for a lot of kids, was trying to trust him and was like, okay, I'm going to trust you all, join you in on this adventure. And a lot of kids actually have that problem. They are very trustworthy, and they think that other people are as trustworthy and there are some bad people in the world. Does the villain have, like, one of those very cheesy mustaches where he, he twirls the mustache and be like, meh, meh, we're gonna, here's some bad stuff today. Um, yes, and they were pirates as well, which I really like, and I love adventure and pirates, and it's like, yay, I, I was really happy to see that. They just check everything on a diabolical villain list. We got the mustache, we got the pirates, we got their manipulating children, the list goes on. Now, Ryan... What did you think about the animation, particularly in this film? Well, the animation, I felt like it was very perfect. Like, it was a great... I felt like it was good in general. It was very good, and it looked child-friendly. It wasn't, like, very scary, the animations. I liked how it was very, I guess, very well done, the animation. It wasn't, like, really bad or anything. It was good in general. Very detailed as well. Colorful animation, always a great way to appeal to children. Uh, Morgan, what did you think about the animation? I really thought that it was really great because it had a lot of details to it, as well as depth, which you don't really see in animation a lot sometimes, because, like, you actually felt like... I felt like I was really a character in the movie, and I was like, okay, let's go on an adventure and help pirates and stuff. Even though I kind of knew what was going to happen, I wasn't going to ruin it for Albert. (laughs) And I really liked that because... You rarely get to see that in a show or a movie or animation a lot. And it was really, really real and very, very interesting as well. Well, fantastic. Well, this, our protagonist in this film has a dream of becoming a balloon captain, as I mentioned. Were there any, like, childhood, well, again, we're still kids, but are there any, like, big dreams of imaginary adventures that you wanted to do? That you that you can remember. Ryan, I'm gonna start with you. Time like that. Oh, I feel old. I had to think. <laughs> you feel. Wait, wait until you get 15, my friend. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember a time where I wanted to be like a balloon captain or no. I think maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. All right. Um, while you're thinking of that, Morgan, was there any like big? adventures that you want to go on that like imaginary adventures well actually i've always i love peter pam and i've read the book and seen the movies and i'm like in love i've always wanted him to come and sweep me off and go to neverland and be like wendy kind of and take care of all the little lost boys and never grow old i was like i want to do that and also i always wished i could go to the moon and be an astronaut because then I could, like, float into space and be like, I'm flying, I'm with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell and everybody. That's adorable. And as it shows, our protagonist has big dreams and wants to go out there. And again, his dreams can come true if you really put your mind to it. It may sound cheesy, but it's true. Now, um, Ryan, what would you say the moral of this story is? Well, the moral of the story would have to be, well, for my opinion, for like, in this, wait. Well, I feel like there's two, actually. The first one is that you can do anything as long as you believe in yourself. Like Albert, he always believed in in himself, and he was able to accomplish his goal. And And the second one was, I guess, don't be too easily, I guess, run over, because as you can see in the movie, Albert gets a little bit run over by these guys, by the pirates. And he doesn't notice it. So that's an important thing that you should be careful when you trust people. Very good morals that kids should learn. 
Thank you very much, Ryan. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking to Hap Palmer, a children's musician, and also we're talking about the film's Jungle Book. Now, we're going to continue our conversation with Ryan and Morgan for Albert Up, Up, and Away. Now, Morgan, what would you say your favorite character in this film was? One of my favorite characters, this is a tricky one, but my favorite character was Albert personally because he was really cute and adorable and a lot of people can actually just relate to him and I actually relate to him myself. And I kind of saw myself like wanting to go on a balloon ride and save the town and all that and do what he did. I like those geeky characters, like the, the main protagonist. As I saw, I saw the trailer for this and he has like glasses, he's red haired, he's he's a little bit of a dork, but I like those characters. You can really sympathize for him because all he wants to do is just become a balloon captain. I mean there's no come on, don't crush his dreams. I agree with that as well. And not only that, but I also saw Dennis the Menace in him because I've seen a couple of episodes. Ah. But I like that like as soon as the sh- or movie actually began, he was a little crazy. But then as soon as the movie started going, like, the first few minutes, it's, it started to calm down a lot. And I was like, okay, that that's better. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now, Ryan, what would you say is your favorite character in the film? Well, I knew my favorite character would be Albert. Because you see how he changes throughout the movie and how you find him, like, I guess, trying to accomplish his dreams. Agreed. Again, as Morgan said, that's, again, he seems like a really dynamic character and a bit dorky, but those type of traits make for, sounds like an interesting character. Now, Ryan, what would you say is your favorite scene in this film? I guess, all right, there's a lot of scenes. There's a lot of scenes. (laughs) My favorite scene would be, I think it would be probably the magic trick because I had a funny scene in it because there's this trick where, Albert is hiding, but he's hiding inside a magic, like, trick box thing. It's funny how you see see him, like, react and then cause mischief in there. That sounds like a cute scene. What about you, Morgan? Well, one of my favorite scenes is when they're, when they're going down a hill, actually, and then they go down this river and you see all these beautiful places. I love the animation in that. Like, you got to see the Eiffel Tower from Paris and gusty hills and valleys, and it was just so pretty. I was, like, looking up, and I was like, I really wish I was in that pocket right now. I really do wish that. I've always wanted to go on a balloon ride. I've always thought that would be an amazing thing, an amazing experience to go in a balloon and just fly up into the air. I love flying. Flying is my favorite way of transportation. Speaking of which, if you guys had your own personal balloon, where would you travel and why? Uh, Ryan, I'll start with you. If I had a balloon and I could travel with it, I would travel, I would guess, I guess, two places. Well, if it was one place, I would just say Hollywood because I guess I could just experience it because I would like to see how it looks. And I guess that's it because I've seen how, like, Florida and other places look. I always wanted to see how California, I mean, California Hollywood look like. You just made a Florida girl very happy right now. So you got two places. You got me in California, and you got Miss Brianna in Florida. Come visit us. We'll show you the places. We'll, we'll take you around, kid. The places will go. All right, Morgan, what about you? I would actually love to go to New York City because I've always wanted that as my dream, and that's like a bucket list on my place. And as well, I would also love to go to, like, the wizarding world of Harry Potter and all kinds of stuff like that. And just, like, travel in a hot air balloon and look up and just wave down to everybody like, Hi, everyone, I'm in a hot air balloon. <laughs> and then I'd get, like, all my friends and put them in there, too, and be like, Do you guys want to experience this with me? Yes. Well, speaking of which, speaking of New York, we should start spreading the news for this film, like, to go check, for people to go check it out. Before we go... Ryan, how many stars would you give this film? I give this movie four out of five stars. And why? My reason is because I felt like this isn't like a film that is all ages. And I Mm -hmm. felt like it was more children than family movies. And speaking of ages, Morgan, what would be the age range for this film? The age range is probably five and up because it's quirky and funny and it's cute comedy. And also, I think adults would like it as well because it is still funny. And little kids would like it because I agree that it has colorful animation. The animation's really good. And the older people would actually, the olders would actually like that as well because of the animation. Well, fantastic. Thank you very much, Morgan and Ryan, for talking about Albert Up, Up and Away. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Flexley, and this show is sponsored by Lily's Driftwood Bay. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Brianna Hope Eaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking to Morgan and Ryan about Albert Up, Up, and Away. And now we are talking about The Jungle Book. So right now we are speaking with 16-year-old Willie from Orlando about The Jungle Book Part 1. So I have mixed feelings about this film, and I haven't even seen it, but I, I want to see it so that I don't not see a film because of my prejudgment. But can you tell me what you thought about the film on your initial thoughts? I thought it was brilliantly made. I wrote in my review that it's one of the most perfect movies in the last 10 years. I, I absolutely loved it. And what made it so perfect? There wasn't a single piece of filmmaking that wasn't done exquisitely. From the score, to the visual effects, to the voice acting, to the, and most importantly, uh, the direction was, was simply phenomenal. It was well-paced. He treated each piece of animated animal as if they were a character in the story. He didn't marvel at his own effects. He treated everything as naturally as possible, which helped us engage even more into the realism and suspend our disbelief. My one concern that was just in my mind all this time that they said they were going to make a Jungle Book is that they've made many, 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 many Jungle Books. And my dad gave me this magazine that was like, how many Jungle Books have been made or how many adaptations have been made? And it's like 10 or 13. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. How are they, how are they keep making it? So since they've made so many and so many different adaptations and so many different versions 
scenes of this movie. Do you think that that aspect, that huge aspect, takes away from this film, or do you think that it is still a really good film to see? Well, this is the third one I've seen. Of course, I've seen the the '67 animated version, and I saw, and I believe it was 1940. I, I saw I saw that colored version as well, and this is by far the best. I, I don't think the multitude of adaptations takes anything away from it because it's unique in its own way. It's something new and contemporary. And, and something for this generation, and it's something we can we can all enjoy because of the advancement of the effects and and the new way John Favreau takes a look at it. Yeah, and I think many things um, that will surpass the whole. Oh, we've seen it so many other times, and and you know it's the same story, but it's it's different in every other aspect, and I think that that's what pushes it apart from its other adaptations. So, can you please tell me who your favorite character is? Because I have to ask. Oh man, that's not an easy question. I, I love Baloo. It's, it's a common answer, and and Bill Murray. Uh, God, what such wonderful voice acting on, on his part. Uh, he made he made Baloo equally, if not more lovable than Baloo was in the '67 animated version. And could you since since a lot of this, almost all of it, is if I'm not mistaken, is voiceover? Do you get a sense that it was a bit harder because they are animals and they kind of have to adapt into this? And, and create this kind of persona of different animals, or could you could you not tell? No, you couldn't tell because I, I think because they didn't have to physically get into into suits and mm-hmm. and sort of walk around like the animal. They only had to portray the internal traits. I think it's actually easier than um, if they were to act. In- <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we are talking about the Jungle Books. So right now let's continue speaking with Willie about the Jungle Books. We were just talking about how the voiceover is and how different different characters and, and all these other things. And I personally love the monkey because his song, like, I'm going to walk like you in fire and man's red flower. I don't know. I love that song for some reason and I don't know if it's in this movie I don't know if they put it in this movie but I would definitely love to see it well King Louie is in the movie yes and he does sing the song and um, I'll say this much Christopher Walken is a he's a scene stealer for sure <laughs> and it, it may just be me, but I feel like in all the adaptations and all the different versions and all the different movies that I've seen about the Jungle Book, to me, in that scene and in that kind of area where where they do that, he he always like is the center of my attention. And and of course, he, and of course, he should be because he is singing and he is the one that's like yelling about being a man. But I think if you even if he wasn't, I feel that people would still look at him because he's truly a great character to me. Anyway, so at the beginning of this interview, you said that everything worked together and everything, every different little aspect of this film was heightened and it was perfect. And one of those things you said is this, and I really love music and definitely music and films because it, it propels the story. So can you please talk about the score of this film? From the outset of the movie, when when the movie opens, it's, uh, it's a chase scene. And what I've found in a lot of movies is that opening chase scenes can either go one of two ways. They can either be very boring because they're predictable, or they can excite you from the beginning. And what separates a good opening chase scene from a bad one is always the score. And, and the score for Jungle Book was so beautifully done that, that the opening chase scene engaged me from the very start. And then there there's there are these mixes of, of like tropical tropical hints of music with, with some you know some some relaxing other other such sounds. And I, I think the score was beautifully done. It's mixed very well and, and it adds to the film and to the tone and to the setting of everything. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I, I watch movies and I'm like, oh my gosh, something's going to happen because the music has changed or the music has stopped or the music got really loud all of a sudden for some reason, obviously something's going to happen. Was the score predictable in this film or, or somewhat predictable? I wouldn't say the score itself was predictable. The, I, I would say the score's placement was predictable only to serve for the purpose of the story, you know, only to serve some sort of melodrama or some sort of action. But it never felt out of place, and it never felt cliche, surprisingly. That's good, because I feel like it would. Thank you for for saying that. This looks like a very dramatic and very 
intense film. And and thinking about the Jungle Book, I'm like, oh, it's gonna, you know, they're gonna laugh and he's gonna run away from a few things and it's all gonna be great. But it seems like it's a very intense movie. So can you please tell us what parents should look out for if they let their children see it? And if so, what? This is definitely, I'm not gonna say darker. I'm gonna say a much more seriously toned film than the animated version done about 40 years ago. What parents should look out for are are some intense sequences, not in terms of action, but the way Favreau does the tone. There there are huge shifts, especially when Shere Khan appears on screen. There there are some images of him and and with fire that that could fright the young, simply from from the sheer power of what's being shown on screen. Interesting. And what 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 age range do you give this film? I think it's it's good for ages eight and up. Okay, because some people uh, some people who have already already seen it have been like, oh no, it's like six and you know you can do it. But then looking at the person that's talking to me, you know, they they take everyone and they t- and they take their three year old brother if they could. And then some people are like, no, it's a PG thirteen movie. Definitely, they rated it wrong. And and so it's good to know that there is a middle ground and there is something that it doesn't have to be a certain thing. And how many stars do you give this film? I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but, you know, humor me. The easiest five out of five stars I've given in a long time. Don't you love that? I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're on the same page. (laughs) So, speaking of the direction that the director went in, because... As you said, it's not darker, but it's a little bit more serious tone-wise. How do you think he went from scene to scene in the progression of the film? John Favreau, the director, he did a phenomenal job. Him and his editor deserved to pat themselves on the back for, for the wonderful pacing that they did. The way they shipped it through tones. Of course, every, if you know the story, you know there, there are some points where, where Mowgli is with Baloo, and then Shere Khan is back at the village. But when you're with Baloo... Your cinematography and your tone is much lighter because it's happier, you know, the bare necessities and whatnot. And then you shift over to Shere Khan to update us on on his subplot, and then it's something much darker. And you would think that that shift in tone would be huge and would and it would interrupt the story, but it doesn't. It flows so seamlessly from scene to scene and moment to moment because John Favreau doesn't doesn't try to do too much. He takes what he has, he takes his visuals, and he takes his story. And he somehow mixes it with all every other element like cinematography and, and acting. And it's it's one of the best directed films in a long time as well. Yeah, and really quick, this is a this is part one. Did you think that the end of this film was was abrupt? It was like, oh my gosh, I thought it was going to continue, but it didn't. And do you do you, are you excited for the second one? I was satisfied with the ending completely. I felt it was it was a nice ending, a nice cap off to another story, and I'm not sure if I'm excited for the next one. On the one hand, I'm like, look, they've had a success with this first one. Let's leave it at that. But then again, we could have a, an Alien Aliens or Terminator Terminator Two sort of thing where the sequel turned out to be just as good, if not better, than the original. If as long as they do everything they did with this movie and add a little bit of depth and layering to it. I think it'll be fine. I'm glad. Well, Willie, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about The Jungle Book Part 1. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. It's I, I, I always like interviewing you because you're so in-depth and like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Lily's Driftwood Bay by N-Circle Entertainment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and we just got done talking about The Jungle Book with Willie and Brianna. They had a great discussion, and also we talked about Oh, but Up, Up, and Away, and had a special guest, Hap Palmer, music, children's musician. We're going to continue our discussion about Jungle Book, but this time with 12-year-old Ryan. Happy to have you on the show, Ryan. So... I got to see this film. I just got to tell you, I love this film. It's absolutely amazing. And that's my that's my attempt to do Christopher Walken. So, Ryan, please tell me what you thought of this film. Well, I thought of it as a great film for a remaking of a live-action film. I have to say that it's a little bit intense for kids. Besides, that's pretty good. Now, as Willie discussed in the last segment, I will agree that it's not really a darker tone. It's just, it's not a dark film. It's just, it's more intense. And I will agree with him there because, especially when you have booming voice actors like Idris Ilba and Ben Kingsley those those voices just make anything intense they can make a phone book sound interesting so speaking of which the voice actors in this film what did you think the voice acting was pretty good I liked how they made Scarlett Johansson have like an echo in her voice and mm-hmm. I also liked how they made I like how Christopher Walken did an amazing job as King Louie <laughs> and how Shere Khan was just played by Idris Elba. I like I hope I mean I liked how he did an amazing job as Shere Khan, his voice, how he was very like I guess he did a pretty good job and his voice acting. Now I love growing up I watched the original Jungle Book, the 1967 one that Disney made, and it was never really my favorite Disney film. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't my favorite. And when I saw that this film was coming out, I'm thinking, really, out of all the live-action remakes you could have done, Disney, you chose Jungle Book? Come on! But I was pleasantly surprised to see where they took this story. Yes, it may be the same story, but it's just visually how it's done and how it's told. It is spectacular. Especially with the effects and the cinematography in this film. It's beautiful and quite breathtaking in a lot of the scenes. Now, speaking of which, these characters, Shere Khan, King Louis, and Ka, they are magnificent. Their designs are 
so intimidating, which makes it easier for us to feel for our main our protagonist, Mowgli. So, what did you think about the character designs in this film? Well, the character designs for the animations, they looked pretty detailed and realistic, because compared to the original, they felt more cartoon and silly yes. at the time. And in this one, it's more, like, real and it's not fake. It, it looks real, and it's very detailed, unlike the original. Yes. Well, when I saw the snake skin, and I knew Ka was coming, I'm like, snakes. It had to be snakes. They're not my favorite creatures in the world. But, so, when a film makes me cringe that much, I mean, it's, it's good cringing, by the way, of how Ka was slithering and... and this kind of built up for the character because Ka was one of my favorite characters even because she's the trust in me was one of my favorite songs and I was wondering how they were gonna do Ka's eyes while the while she's seducing for lack of a better word Mowgli and it was just like whoa her eyes were absolutely spectacular so that was one of my favorites characters was Ka. Now, the music. I was surprised to see they were actually going to put the music in this film. What did you think? I thought the music was pretty good. I liked when, at the end, they did Trusted Me, like, the song version. I'm not, I'm not sure if they did it when she, it first happened when she said Trusted Me. I don't remember if she sang it. She did not, actually. I remember it was at the end of the credits where she was singing it, and I liked the music. I liked it when they sang... I want to be like you because it was very catchy. It was stuck in my head after it came out of the theater. Yes, I'm sorry. That's the highlight of the film because once I saw Hood Bear Necessities, I'm thinking if they're going to do I want to be like you, I'm I'm going to freak out. And they did it. They did it. You're listening to Kids Bus Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about Jungle Book with, with Willie and Brianna and also Output Up, Up and Away and our special guest, Hap Palmer, uh, who is a children's musician. We're going to continue our conversation with Ryan about The Jungle Book. I love Christopher Walken. I feel like he's just one of those very peculiar actors. And when he's in, when King Louis came out, I'm thinking like, ah, oh, yes. And he, when he started singing, it was, I don't know, when Christopher Walken sings, it just feels like he's just reading the lyrics with a little bit of a rhythm. Because it was just like, ooh, 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 I want to be like you. What do you do? I'm just like, okay. It was it was thoroughly entertaining though. That's the that's the most important part. Uh, so Ryan, what did you what did you think about Bill Murray as Baloo? I felt like he did an amazing job because his voice and Baloo match perfectly. I never, I don't think I like remember watching the original, but I think Baloo's voice sounded more goofyish. I'm not sure how his voice sounded, but I could tell that. Bill Murray made Blue funny, and that's what Blue's purpose, like in, I guess, in the Jungle Book is like to be, I guess, the light part of the Jungle Book and make things more funny and get the viewer more entertained. I guess I'm just trying to say that the character's funny, and he did a pretty good job as playing playing as Blue. Bill Murray, I mean, his voice is that kind of soothing voice. And he's just so naturally funny. Bill Murray's got his own type of comedy that just, there's nothing like it. Bill Murray is his own style. And him as Baloo is absolutely perfect casting. I've, I've asked other Kids First critics about this. I'm, unsure, I'm, I'm blanking out if I did this, I asked this question to you. But Disney is doing this thing about remaking live-action remakes of stories they've already told, like Jungle Book, Cinderella, and now we're hearing Beauty and the Beast is coming out. So, are there any live-action remakes you want to be made, or Disney live Disney animation films that you want to see a live-action remake of? Lion King, because that would be perfect. That would be, like, a cool way of making a live-action using animals and maybe making them realistic. Now, see... We can now. This film does show uh, Jungle Book shows that they can do amazing effects with animals. The only thing that'll be different is that there are no human characters in Lion King, so it's just going to be entirely CGI to a point where it's just like, what's the point of doing? Why can't we just do a whole entire CG of Lion King? But that actually is a good point. So Disney calls up. We'll see if we can get a role on that. Now I love that. Another thing I love about this film is the main actor Neely Sahith. I, I Mowgli is an observer, and those films where it's just like we need a perfect actor who can balance just observing these creatures on his journey through this jungle. So tell me a bit what you thought of 
Neil in this film. I thought of his acting and like his character as he played locally pretty well. I like how he did a fantastic job portraying Mowgli, and he did a good job in general. Agreed. He's here's a good. I, I think Mowgli in the original was to be quite frank. Frank, um, to be honest, it's a bit of a snot. He's always just like kvetching all the time. Like I don't want to leave the jungle. In this one, yes, he said he doesn't want to leave, but there's that kind of and yes, he can be a bit sassy once in a while. But he actually can survive in the jungle. In the in the original, I saw nothing that yes, he could survive in the jungle. And here, Mowgli can create some great contraptions to survive. So that made his character more interesting. And also, I see why that to show that this is really his home. The jungle is his home and he doesn't want to leave. Now, Ryan, how many stars would you give this and what is the age range you would give this film? I give this movie four out of five stars because it's a little bit intense for younger viewers. And the age range would be like eight through 18 or eight and up. Because this is a know your kids situation. Because as I said before, there's a lot of intense scenes. Well, fantastic! Thank you very much, Ryan, for talking to me about Jungle Book. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Now, of course. Now, please go check out this film. You won't be disappointed. It is spectacular. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper C. Blakesley. And be sure to go check out our latest film reviews and red carpet events on www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check out our wonderful blogs in the teen section of Huffington Post. This show is sponsored by Lily's Driftwood Bay by N-Circle Entertainment. Cinco de Mayo is holiday time. We honor the culture of Mexico. Cinco de Mayo is holiday time. To a fiesta we'll go, 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 la 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 la, go, 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 la 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 la, go, 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 la 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 la, go, go, go. We celebrate the rich tradition. Of the people of Mexico Dancing through the streets As the mariachi trumpets blow Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 